You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and man, we have some breaking news. Uh, just about two hours ago, we got the news that a uh, trade has happened. We got a new 49er, and, uh, you know, the rumors have been out there like crazy when we've been talking about wide receivers, and so the news comes out finally that, guess what? Uh, the 49ers have traded for Emmanuel Sanders, and again, there were a couple links here. I think the Mohamed Sanu thing happens first. So the Patriots trade for Mohamed Sanu late at night or early in the morning is whenever it processed through the NFL office. They gave up a second rounder. The 49ers then were very, very quick to act. They work with the Denver Broncos, John Lynch, and you know his relationship with the Broncos was huge. And we go get this guy. So we give up. And I'll mention this several times this podcast. I want to focus completely on this trade, what it means long-term, financially, how it helps the 49ers, who it hurts, and what we sacrifice to give up. And nothing's free in this world. So uh, that's the thing. So we give up a third and a fourth round draft pick in the 2020 draft, but we get Emmanuel Sanders and a fifth rounder, which is very, very key. That fifth rounder is huge. Whenever I saw the initial uh, 49ers giving up a third and fourth for him, I was like, ah, this is a a little too much, <laughs> but getting back that fifth is key. And the main reason why I think it's so important is because, again, if you're the 49ers front office and you are making this trade, you're making a huge statement that uh, you know if you trade for a 32 wide, 32 year old wide receiver on the last year of his deal, you are playing for this year. Now it doesn't mean you're not looking long term at all. That's not what it means at all. But what it does mean is you are conveying to your team, the front office, fans, everybody, 
We expect big things this year. And again, you put this in parallel with what the Patriots did. You are spending for one of the best available wide receivers on the market. Yeah, is Emmanuel Sanders a top 12 wide receiver, a top 21? No, he's not. However, very limited whenever you look at trade deadlines approaching. Only so many teams um, have a you know losing record and are removed from playoff contention, and of those teams, nobody's trading away young wide receivers. You know, Mohamed Sanu is thirty. Then you have Emmanuel Sanders, thirty-two, and so we're going to get into a little bit of his production, his background, all those things. And as we talk, a couple things before I jump into it. Now we did this yesterday. If you joined us on YouTube, and uh, we got shut down for video, but uh, I'm going to try. I, I read a lot of articles, figured out a couple new things. So we're going to see how this goes. So we're going to bounce back and forth. But what I want to do is I want to transition over to a little bit of film. Now I'm going to have to bounce back and forth. So if you're watching on Twitch or Periscope, if this feed goes down, head over to Twitter. Just type in my. Uh, uh, at JL underscore Chapman. That's going to be the place to find it. But uh, I put together a lot of the 2019 All-22 Coaches film, so you're going to see this here uh, if you want to see just kind of what Emmanuel Sanders brings to the table. Um, now, couple other things that I want to get into because we, we've got to look at, okay, what did the 49ers pay? So first off, we gave up a third and a fourth round pick, and it was mentioned to me on Twitter, man, if we would have had a second, which we don't, it would have been better to give up a second than it is a third and fourth round pick. So that got me thinking, and I was like, hey, let's head over to the old traditional Jimmy Johnson trade draft pick chart, and let's just see exactly what this is. Now, I am fully expecting the 49ers to pick 32nd in the NFL, so that would be the 64th pick in the second round. Now, this is before comp picks. Now, uh, theoretically, what New England or whoever paid, right? You have to assume it's the last one, the 64th pick, the last pick in the second round. That's worth 270 points. Now, the last pick in the third round, 116, and the last pick in the fourth round, 44. So you add up the third and fourth round value, comes out to right at 160. So it is still a huge increase. Um, the second round pick is worth way, way more than the third and fourth put together. So I uh, just want to say we definitely paid less than New England did. Now, Sanu is younger with an extra year on his deal. This is the last deal last year for Emmanuel Sanders. Um, now, a couple other things that's very, very important. Denver is fully expecting to be picking in the top of the draft, which means their fifth round pick and our fourth round pick really only going to be about a 15 point pick swing. Now, there's going to be a lot of comp picks added at the end of the fourth round. So while, you know, theoretically, let's just say, the 49ers win the Super Bowl and the Denver Broncos have the worst record, it would only be a one-pick difference. The last pick in the fourth round to the first pick in the fifth round. However, once compensation picks are awarded in the offseason, there's usually about 12 to 15 after the fourth round. So there's going to be a rather large gap there, but it still is important. Now, let's look at what Emmanuel Sanders has done uh, just from whenever he came out of college. So he was drafted in the third round. Um, he's a Texas boy out of SMU, and man, he was drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He spent his first four years there before he signed with Denver. He's put up two Pro Bowl seasons. He was with Denver in 2014 for that incredible uh, Super Bowl year, and then in 2016, he went and had another Pro Bowl year, so he, he did have three 
1,000-yard seasons in a row. So you go back to that 2014 year with Peyton Manning and all that. He put up 101 catches for 1,400 yards. Next year, 1,100 receiving yards. Next year, 1,000. And then injuries start to creep in. Um, The last three seasons, he has played 12 games, 12 games, and 7 games. Last year, he tore his Achilles. And it was remarkable. You got to say it's pretty special coming off of an Achilles injury and being able to transition back to the way that he's been playing this year. Uh, That is key because a lot of people thought that he was going to be on the pup list and that he would come back later, but he didn't. Um, And so he's been active from the start, and he's looked great. Again, as you can see kind of this film, I'm going to bounce back and forth uh, just a little bit just to make sure we can get as much out there as possible. Um, But, you know, I'm going to say this as well. I I do want to give a real quick shout-out to um, a brand new thing that we are offering, and that's through my Patreon. So uh, what this is is basically it's not through a public forum. It's completely private, and this will allow me to share much more film with you guys and not worry about them shutting it down like what we saw yesterday. So um, what I need you to do for that, which is it's awesome. We've already got a couple signups, and I do want to give a shout-out to Kareem. He was the first one to sign up, and much appreciated, sir. We're going to be having a film session here tomorrow. So if you're wanting to get in on that all you have to do a couple ways you can do it head over to ninersrush.com and you're going to see a little the side tab it says support the the podcast through my patreon you click on that it's very very easy it's eight dollars a month literally two bucks a week and we get to go through film together over the 49ers week in and week out and get exclusive coverage of the all 22 and the end zone view of everything 49ers and then after the season's over all of my draft content uh, which is going to be great now every single draft prospect last year I think I did 220 20 draft uh, prospect videos. You're going to have all of that and my scouting reports, all that stuff. So a great way to support the podcast. Head over there. Very, very easy to sign up. Again, that's my Patreon. Just type in 49ers Rush Podcast. Now, let's talk about the draft because here's the deal. Okay, um, as we talked about Emmanuel Sanders, it's going to be Emmanuel Sanders episode, a huge starter for the 49ers. I do expect him to play this week in a limited capacity. But here is the thing. If you look forward now, again, huge draft guy. That's how I got my start in the <laughs> covering the NFL. But here's the thing. We have our first round pick. We lost our second, or we gave that away for the D forward trade, which has worked out wonderfully well, even though he's only playing 15 to 20 snaps a game. Still very, very efficient. Uh, So that's been wonderful. Now the third and fourth round picks are gone as well. So we pick in the first round. We don't have another pick until the fifth round. So we have two fifth round picks, a sixth, and then two seventh round picks, uh, which goes all the way back to the Eli Harold trade uh, whenever we traded him to Detroit for a 2027th conditional pick. So that uh, fulfilled. So we're going to have two fifths, two sevenths, one sixth, one first. I know I kind of went out of order there, but that's what we have. And this is a sharp contrast from what we have experienced as 49ers fans. By this time, usually in the past, we're already looking at mock drafts because we've been picking in the top half of whatever. Um, So we have to love this major transition. We've been a sell team, sell team, sell team. Now we're a buy team. So this is legit. Um, Now, what does he bring to the table? Um, As you guys are watching the film and you're seeing what he does, first off, Kyle Shanahan values separation and route running skills more than anything. 
And this is one of the things that Emmanuel Sanders has been one of the best wide receivers in the entire NFL from start to finish. Yes, he's been in the league for a long time. Yes, he is very, very old. However, he is still very, very efficient. So, um, you know, if we look at what he has been able to put up, his catch rates year after year, and he's been in some deep passing, um, very difficult passing with poor quarterback play for a while now, but he's above a 61% um, catch percentage guy, and he is just a first down machine. This is a type of person that you just target on third down, and he just great things happen. Now, statistically this year, he has 30 catches on 43 targets, and he's had Joe Flacco's not a good quarterback anymore, but he has a 70% catch rate this year, 367 yards and two touchdowns. I have both of the two touchdowns in uh, this uh, compilation, whatever you want to call this, set up. Um, 12.2 yards per reception, 119 yards after the catch, and this is the thing that's interesting to me. Even though he's a separation guy, he's a shifty speed guy as well. Very, very fast coming out of college, and his speed has not been lost through the injuries, through the Achilles, through whatever. Um, he's had some big plays. So he's put up a 53-yard reception, a 39-yard reception, a 21-yard reception. He is able to, if you get him in space, which Kyle Shanahan's going to do better than any coach he's ever had, um, great things can happen. And probably the best step. And this is what should bring happiness to every 49ers fan. He has zero drops. This has been a huge problem with the 49ers because when Jimmy Garoppolo does put it there, we have our tight ends, our running backs, our wide receivers. We have a lot, a lot of drops out there. So uh, that's huge. He does have three penalties on the year for offensive pass interference. Uh, he is a very physical guy, even though he is small. He does have a positive run blocking grade so that's wonderful as well so very very excited great news is the 49ers got better this year our odds have increased this year on exactly what we are going to get out of the 2019 2020 season so that's all great things now do you sacrifice a little bit by moving up and trading for a, you know a third and a fourth away including our second away already yeah that's going to matter, but we have to step back here and say the 49ers definitely got better today. Whether you were in the A.J. Green camp, which I didn't think really was going to happen, you would have had to give up a first. It, it, the The cost for a wide receiver is huge. The fact that Mohamed Sanu went for a second-round pick just straight up was baffling to me. A complete overpay, but this is the market. Um, if you want wide receiver help, you got to pay up because there's not that many good ones out there. And if you look at the 49ers, our major weakness really wasn't even the offensive line despite the injuries. It was all about trying to figure out a way to get this offense somewhat compatible or on a level with the 49ers defense, which they haven't been able to do. So, Let's jump into just a couple of questions. I am loving the excitement and the energy that is on the chat. Lots of caps, which usually is a bad thing, but this is a great thing. Um, let's see here. I've heard Papa talk a lot about this on KMBR. Love KMBR, friend of the show. They, they, they do great work over there. I want to hear what you think about this trade. Yeah, again, I think we overpaid. I do think we overpaid, but what was our option? Um, there were as soon as Mohamed Sanu went, the trade market was set because 
We were able to pay less for Emmanuel Sanders, but there weren't that many guys out there that fit what we needed and did what we did. Now, the interesting thing is this. He's never played for us. He's never played for Kyle Shanahan. How soon can he make a positive impact? He should be able to play this week, but he's not going to be leading the team in snaps or targets, which I do expect him in two weeks whenever we play on Halloween, Thursday night against the Arizona Cardinals, I will expect him to lead our team in snaps and targets. Now, who does this hurt on the 49ers? I don't think it really hurts anybody. Um, it's going to be the 49ers are not a traditional team when it comes to offensive role uh, roles at the wide receiver position because they don't just leave their starters out there. They rotate consistently. Now, Dante Pettis has led the team in snaps at the position for about four weeks, four out of six weeks. I think that that will continue. Now, when Debo Samuel comes back, I think that uh, the top three guys as far as snap percentage, I think it's going to go Emmanuel Sanders one. Dante Pettis, two, and then I think it's going to be a tie between Marquise Goodwin and Debo Samuel. I think those are going to be your four primary guys, and then you're going to pepper in Kendrick Bourne, who's coming off his best week of the season, and a little bit of Richie James as well. But I think Richie James's numbers, I know a lot of people get upset, but you know he's been getting 6 to 12 snaps each week. He saw an uptick this week. I could see that kind of go back down with this added depth. Now, who's going to be dropped? Uh, we, we've got to make room on our roster for... For this player we just got our long snapper back thank god hopefully that helps with uh, our kicking woes and things like that I, I really hope that that will help some but two players i think are potential drops uh, personally i think it should be dante johnson even though it's not the same position i don't think that he adds much we already put other people outside as backup roles i'd rather see them out there than dante johnson personally but it's probably going to be jordan matthews who only got three snaps last week once he was activated so uh, you know you're looking at jordan matthews probably but Dante Johnson, if I was the GM, which thank God I'm not, uh, John Lynch is doing a hell of a job. Um, let's see here. Emmanuel Sanders is the ninth best wide receiver in the slot. Yes, JP, that is correct. He grades out very, very positive um, according to Pro Football Focus. So his offensive grade as of now through this season is right at an 80%. So if we want to kind of put that into perspective with what we have, the 49ers, he's doing much better than our wide receivers, and it's really not that close. Um, you know, if, if we just look at the offensive grades, let me just read them off for you here. Kendrick Bourne, our highest, is a 67. So he's at an 80. That's just the overall pro football focus grade. You have Kendrick Bourne at a 67, Debo at a 63, Goodwin 62, Richie James 59, Dante Pettis 58, Jordan Matthews, 57. So an instant upgrade from a snap standpoint, an instant upgrade from a catches standpoint. And one of the best things is this. It's going to help Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> and that's what we need. Think about all those dropped passes. Uh, this is a clutch performer that has more catches in his career than the rest of the receiving core combined. Um, is Emmanuel Sanders better than Mohamed Sanu, Joey? That's a rough one. I think they offer different uh, skill sets, but um, if you want more separation and better hands, I would say Emmanuel Sanders. If you want a bigger physical target that can kind of do um, a wider variety of things, then I'm going to go Mohamed Sanu. And if you look at the trade capital and what was spent, uh, the NFL seems to say Sanu is a little bit better. A lot of that has to do with his contracts cheaper. He has longer on that as well. A lot of this has to do with the contract. 
Now, if we look at what his contract is, all right, this is the last year of his deal. He's getting a lot of damn money. <laughs> so his cap hit is $12.9 million this year. At 32 years old, he doesn't have a contract set up next year. Now, because he was traded after June 1st, this goes into interesting numbers. So um, we will have to see exactly how this breaks down. But the game checks that um, he has already been paid by the Broncos go against the Broncos salary cap. So they've they've eaten a lot of this $12.9 million plus an additional $2.6 million cap. So here's the best way that I can do this. I want to do this on the fly so my numbers are going to be awful. Uh, please excuse me. Because the 2.6 was dead cap, he's already been paid that. So now we're looking at an even 10 million, roughly, a little over. So you divide that 10 million into 16 different game checks, and you can kind of figure out exactly how the 49ers are going to be paying this. Okay? Um, so he's already paid six. So now we're down to about half. So you can see the 49ers are going to be paying about seven to eight million, maybe a little bit less, six to seven million against our cap this year. Um, now, what's going to happen next year? Do you give up all of this draft capital for a one year rental? And I don't think you do. Uh, the goal here is for him to play long term, uh, which would be wonderful. Okay. Uh, here's a question from Andre Do we make any other trades before the deadline? Jeez, man, we have no capital. <laughs> um, again, as I said, we don't have a second, third, or fourth round pick. So if you are talking trades, I think that you are looking at one of two options one, a player for player trade, or two, we sell a player, a backup, um, for extra draft picks. So where are our position of strength? We have wide receivers, perhaps, that we won't be keeping long-term because um, it's sounding like Trent Taylor will be coming back. Kyle Shanahan at least thinks he will. And Jalen Hurd's still a huge question mark. But let's, let's add up the numbers. Uh, let's say we bring back Jalen Hurd. Let's say we bring back Trent Taylor. Somebody's got to go somewhere. You cannot keep... Um, eight to nine wide receivers on your active roster. You just can't do it. So there's extra bodies there once everybody's healthy. Uh, when you bring top guys in, it bumps everybody down a peg. And then if you look at our defensive line as well, um, you know what are you going to do with that? Now, one of the kind of uh, implications of this deal, and I could be wrong, but when, when this trade was made, I was like, well, damn. We have to keep our guys next year. So guys like Eric Armstead, who a lot of people were saying, you know, he's probably going to go. I don't think you can do that now because you can't replace that. Um, you're not going to be able to draft that. That first round pick is key, and maybe you go defensive lineman again. I hope so. I hope not. I mean, you got to stay away from that. We got to build somewhere else. Offensive line is where it should go personally right now. But you've got to sign those guys because you can't draft younger players to fulfill that spot now. Uh, again, your first three rounds of the draft, you expect starters, and then the rest are just home run swings. Now, we've done well in the fifth round in the past, and our front office has, you know, joked and whatever about how much the fifth round is like our home. Um, and if, if you're wanting to sell yourself on this trade even more so, just realize we picked a damn punter in the fourth round. So <laughs> as far as these draft picks go, if you told me you were getting up a third rounder and a punter to get this guy, I feel much better. I, I said in the podcast yesterday, I'm okay giving up a third rounder. <laughs> I don't want to pay more than that for one of these old wide receivers. We did pay a little more, but we got the fifth back, which helps definitely uh, more. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, Gibster right here. It, it, 
zero drops this year. That's probably the number one stat we all need to pay attention to and be excited about is that, hey, this guy does not um, drop passes. Now, next question, how do you think he can open up the passing game? I don't think that he necessarily opens up the passing game and does anything that we don't already have, but the one thing that he does is our drives will now be more sustainable. And as a team in the NFL that is leading the NFL in the least third and out, uh, three and out drives from an offensive standpoint, this is wonderful. So this just creates, it's going to increase passes, uh, yards per pass attempt. It's going to increase Garoppolo's completion percentage. It's going to, it's going to increase all those things slightly. So this is just, this is who Kyle Shanahan is. He is a calculated individual that plans everything and details everything down to the T. And the big reason why he likes these separation guys, and as you guys watch uh, the highlights that are up there, this is a person that gets separation on slant routes and all those things. His average depth of target is like four and a half yards. This isn't a guy where you're doing deep bombs too. Can he catch those? Yes, not his specialty. This is a guy that wins within Garoppolo's strength, which is that 20 yards and less, that 10 to 20 yard, the slant route, the out routes, the option routes, the drag routes against zone. This is what he does. Shorthanded, you'll see him take some big hits over the middle. He increases confidence in your quarterback and again drives now will last longer think about all those drop passes that is the key Uh, again I keep going back to that but we are near the NFL's top in drop passes which is crazy because we're 31st in passes attempts so we're throwing the ball less than everybody else but we're dropping the ball more than everybody else so what do you do you go get a sure-handed vet and from a young, experienced, inexperienced wide receiver core, if you look at what we have, Dante Pettis, you know, two years in, Debo Samuel, rookie, Trent Taylor, three years in. You know, these guys are young. Kendrick Bourne, very young. Jalen Hurd, very young. You bring in somebody that has done it. You bring in somebody that's won a Super Bowl. You bring in somebody that's played with Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco. Like the guys this <laughs> this guy has played for is huge. So you're bringing in a coach. You're bringing in somebody that's going to teach these guys a lot of stuff that they don't understand. Marquise Goodwin was the senior of this wide receiver core, and you know he was a number two wide receiver, a number three wide receiver for some pretty bad teams. So now we're bringing in somebody that's going to be able to. He's going to add a lot to that locker room and a very positive guy. If you've ever heard an interview with him, he's a lot, a lot of fun. And he's he's a guy that loves what he does. Very, very passionate. Uh, real quick question here. Is this kind of telling that one of the wide receivers in the IR is not coming back this year? Probably. Um, yeah. And we're still ways away. We're still three to four weeks away from any of them coming back. But, yeah, I'd say this doesn't help Jalen Hurd's case. But we haven't heard anything. That's just your initial reaction. Um, So, yeah, we'll have to see what happened. The 49ers absorb all the cap. I saw that on there. Um, Is this move enough to win a Super Bowl? To win a Super Bowl, you got to be pretty damn lucky. That ball's got to bounce your way a lot of different times. Um, you, You know, you look at what teams in the NFL are doing. There's a lot of quality teams. You know, Aaron Rodgers goes out and puts up the perfect passer rating, one of the best efficient games in the history of the NFL. He's in the NFC. Their defense is playing wonderful. Um, There's a lot of talented teams. You you don't only got to win your division, which we haven't done yet, but you've got to have some things break your way. Um, 
Are we a Super Bowl caliber team? I think we're continuing to prove that. Does Emmanuel Sanders make our roster better? No doubt about that. So we still got a ways to go, though. Are we Super Bowl or bust? Is that how talented we are? I don't think so yet. Um, uh, My focus, and if I was coaching this team, your focus is always on the next week. But you want to win the division. Now, we have a game and a half or a two-game lead in our division with Seattle losing this week. And so you've got to say all of your goals are still in intact as long as you win your division. And then you just step-by-step that. Uh, would I be surprised if we're in the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, a little bit right now. But if you look at the Vegas odds, uh, I have them in front of me, before week one of the season, the 49ers to win the Super Bowl was 4,500 to 1. <laughs> now, uh, me like a dumbass, maybe not. I put 20 bucks on it. So we'll see what happens to that <laughs> because that would be a lot of fun uh, if we won that. Uh, just from a financial standpoint, I care way more about the Niners winning than I do the money. But if you look at where we are now, we're 750 to 1. 750 to 1. So those odds have went from 4,500 to 750. The only two teams with better odds than us um, is the Patriots, of course, and the Green Bay Packers. That's it. Uh, we have the third best odds according to Vegas now. So in line with your question, you got to look at where the money goes. Okay? And... This is probably a perfect opportunity to stop and thank our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. These guys do great work. Um, it is the number one sports betting site, and it's not even close. It's the premier place to bet on all things NFL or college football if you're into that. Um, every weekend, they always have the most up-to-date lines, the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. And if you use promo code 49ers, that helps the show out a lot. 49ERS, they double they double your initial deposit, and not to mention, we've been winning money all year. Um, I, I almost want to stop talking about our numbers because they've been doing so good. Uh, people don't believe it. That's okay. If you want to bet with us, cool. If you don't want to bet with us, you don't have to. But um, if we look at where we are right now, the lines move it hasn't moved yet. It's going to. Right now, the 49ers are minus 5.5 at home against Carolina, and the over-under has tipped up a little bit. It is now 41.5. It was 41 even. They think we're going to score more points. I don't think it's because of the Emmanuel Sanders trade, but I do think that line's going to move to negative 6 before too long. So if you are wanting to bet the line, um, you know the spread, jump in there for the 49ers now because that's going to increase. If not, you can always bet the money line which just means the 49ers will win straight up. Now, you don't get paid as well, but that is there. Now, if you're just wanting to make money this week, my uh, game of the week bet, and it's going to sound weird, (laughs) but I am taking the Jets, who are getting 5.5 points on the road to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do not believe in the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, and I think the Jets actually have a decent defense, just never, ever against the Patriots. And so they got whipped on Monday Night Football. The the swing has taken place. The money goes away. I'm taking the Jets with 5.5 points on the road. I do think that they rebound. Remember, this is a Jets team that beat the Cowboys the week before. Uh, That's kind of my main bet of the week outside of the 49ers. Once I break down some more film, I'll have some more 49ers prop bets. I haven't submitted those just yet to my bookie, but they will be up relatively soon. All right, let's see here. Um, Since Sanders is a perfect slot-wide receiver, do you think they may trade or part ways with a slot-wide receiver like Trent or Richie? I think Richie James could possibly have a little bit more... um, I don't think teams want to trade for an injured wide receiver on the IR. I, I think that you would 
prefer Richie James because of his returnability if a team thinks they're a returner away. But the one thing that I will say about Kyle Shanahan's offense, everybody's a slot wide receiver. So just because you're a slot guy, you're going to line up outside because he values separation more than any other offensive coordinator in the NFL. He doesn't care about size. He doesn't really even care about speed on the outside. He cares about separation. So he doesn't have a problem with Richie playing outside. We just haven't seen it um, a lot. So kind of take that for what you want. Um, did we really need Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah, we needed help at the wide receiver core. There's, a, you know, Back to the question of are we a Super Bowl caliber team, we sure as hell were not at the wide receiver position. Uh, my love for Jalen Hurd is immense, but uh, it's looking like he might be out longer than we initially thought, which I'm sick and tired of saying that. Um, it's what it is. Uh, right here, Nick, most of Sanders' production is in the red zone touchdowns. You're exactly correct. Hey, Kyle Shanahan has a type. <laughs> His type is third and short and goal line type separation. Uh, if you're watching the highlights that are going through there, uh, all of his catches— this is a guy that defeats man coverage. That's what he does, and he's a fighter. Uh, he's small, but he plays tough as hell. So th that's a huge thing. And again, just going right back to the statistics from this year, uh, Emmanuel Sanders continues to just put up great numbers. And again, it's with bad quarterback play. People keep forgetting uh, Joe Flacco sucks. Uh, <laughs> he's an awful quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is a huge upgrade. Uh, offensive system-wise, huge upgrade. You know, the 49ers system that they have there with Spangarello, guess where he was last year? So the terminology is going to be similar. While Kyle Shanahan has never coached Emmanuel Sanders, he has played in a similar system with similar calls as what he has did. Denver's Offensive coordinator was our quarterback's coach for two years, so he understands. It's not a huge transition, but he's basically being elevated because, you know, Scangarello, who's awesome and I like him, I think that eventually uh, he, once he gets a quarterback, good things will happen in Denver, but now going from that to the real McCoy with Kyle Shanahan is going to be huge. Now his numbers, he's got 30 catches on 43 targets, 70% reception percentage, 367 yards, two touchdowns on a terrible offense. Um, so zero drops and he's got 17 first downs, which means every other catch he does is for a first down with a little bit of a remainder there. So you got to be excited about that. Um, it seems like Sanders trade was partially made, um, impact Sunday's game for the Panthers urgency. Yeah, I, I think the trade was going to be made as soon as the Patriots traded for Sanu. I, I think that Kyle Shanahan targeted two different guys. One of them was Sanu. Uh, the rumors were true. And so I got to say this. You know, yesterday I talked about Jason Lock and Fora and how, you know, whether how accurate this was, he was right. So uh, got to give him credit where credit is due. I was wrong. I, I didn't think we were going to make this trade. I really, really didn't. But as soon as the Patriots gave up that second round pick, they set the market for older, experienced wide receivers. And then we pounced on it within hours. Um, so you got to be happy kind of with what's going on. Everybody's criticizing this front office for not making trades is bananas because here's the deal. We've traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. We have traded for D Ford. Now we've traded for Emmanuel Sanders. We are buying. Okay. This front office is very involved. They're willing to spend, which is a good thing. I don't think we're willing to overspend like a lot of teams out there. I mean, if you look at what's happening with, the Houston Texans, they're spending, and they might not even make the playoffs. 
they've traded multiple firsts, seconds, thirds. They've traded everything away for players that aren't even premier. And the 49ers are trading things away for either premier people like Jimmy Garoppolo or D Ford. And then we're trading away for role players, the third and fourth. We get back a fifth. This is not a selling of the farm. The only reason why this is a little bit more costly than it looks is because we've already sent away our second round pick next year. So again, if you just look at the 2020 draft, we have our first, we have our uh, two fifths, a sixth, and two sevenths. So <laughs> that's where we're at. You got to take it for what you want. Um, I can only imagine having Sanders not only helps Jimmy Garoppolo, but the running game as well. Yes, it all works completely. Defenses can't stack the box or bracket Kittle. I think they're still going to bracket Kittle. Um, Emmanuel Sanders at 32, uh, you don't mind playing man against him. I, I don't think that this is going to force coverages away, but that's okay. From a Kyle Shanahan perspective, you've got to say, good, don't guard this guy <laughs> or just guard him one-on-one. -on -one. That's fine. So Emmanuel Sanders isn't one of those guys that's going to shift coverage types. Uh, everybody's going to still focus on Kittle. He's the best tight end in the league. I don't have to tell you guys that, but this makes you way more confident than if you had, and I don't want to throw shade here, but if you have Marquise Goodwin and Debo, or Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis out there, you just got more confident. Um, so this is a good thing. This is a really, really good thing. A um, couple other questions before I jump off. Again, want to stay with kind of the Emmanuel Sanders trades and implications. Um, let's see here. JP, negative five and a half points. Seems like a pity pretty big spread against a team that has won four in a row. It does. Again, keep in mind, the home team gets three. So uh, essentially, the money is saying we are two and a half point favorites on a neutral site. So you, you, know, you add those two and a half points plus the home spread three. That's going to bring you up to five and a half. It is interesting. I, I'm not loving the spread from my own standpoint. Do I think the 49ers win this game? Yes. Um, do I think that we win it by a full touchdown? Like they're implying, you know, five and a half points. Not sure. <laughs> Nobody's been able to score on us. I hope that continues. Christian McCaffrey is the MVP of the league. As far as I'm concerned up to this point. So something to, uh, to pay attention to. I'm going to be doing my breakdown episode, man. We're, we've done a podcast three days in a row. I can't stop recording, <laughs> which is a great thing, but I've got to do uh, some more film analysis, breakdown stuff, which again, Got to put this out there. If you want to join me for my film breakdowns and my coaching notes and all that kind of stuff and the scheme fits, my Patreon's the place that's going to be now. It has to be because it's been taken off of YouTube. So, again, head over to NinersRush.com or you can just go to my uh, Patreon.com. Type in 49ers Rush. It's 8 bucks a month. All year round, I'm going to be doing these at least once a week. And it comes out to 2 bucks a week. Now, all the money goes back to the podcast to help uh, with more equipment, more presentations, more all this stuff. So if you want to support the podcast, head over there. Uh, nothing is going to change from what you guys are used to getting with us. We're still doing four times a week. But the film stuff cannot stay on YouTube. They are not allowing that to happen. So anyway, where did you find this uh, Sanders highlight film? I made it. <laughs> I made it today as soon as I got home. So uh, this is a John Chapman custom production. <laughs> anyway, so without further ado, just want to say thanks, guys. We're going to keep bringing content your way. 
this is designed to be your kind of one-stop shop, 49ers everything. I want to make sure that everybody has what you guys need. And if you haven't already, please hit that like button. That's the number one thing for us. Uh, like, rate, review the show. And again, head over to NinersRush.com, the My Patreon thing. Please join us there. Um, if you want the most detailed 49ers coverage, uh, trying to offer something brand new that nobody else does, and that is breaking down the entire 49ers coaching film together. Um, offense, we're going to go through, and then defense, we're going to go through. So we're starting the defense breakdown tomorrow. So you guys got 24 hours if you want to be a part of that. I'm going to uh, – you can join me live. It's going to be like an hour-long video breakdown. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you can't join us live and you're part of my Patreon, you're going to be able to access that throughout the week as much or as little as you want. But uh, that's going to do it for us here at the 49ers Rush. We got better today. Everybody requesting a trade, a wide receiver, congratulations. Emmanuel Sanders, the newest 49ers, and again, we got better today. So as always, I will be back with you soon, and until then, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.